It's time for this week's Uplift. Three ordinary guys that want you to find the freedom that is available by knowing our Lord Jesus Christ. So sit back and enjoy Uplift, brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our site at thefulcrumcenter.org. You know, I'm seeing this a lot, that people seem to be struggling with faith. Like, we know we need to believe, but we're not seeing necessarily the mm-hmm. things we want to see. Yep. And makes it hard to believe. Mm-hmm. But... Let's remember what faith is. Hebrews 11, 1. I want to read it real quick. And I don't know if I'm going to help anyone. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Let's think about that for a moment. Scientists are constantly trying to come up with a theory. And the latest is, I guess, is the Big Bang Theory. I don't think there's anything beyond the Big Bang Theory. There. Mm, if there is, I don't know. Okay. So... And that is that these particles just kind of came together and boom, they interacted and a universe was created. Is, is that correct? That's my understanding of it. Is that your understanding? Okay. So this tells us that it came from nothing. So in, in one argument that I've often heard is, well, who created the particles? Where did the particles come from that collided? Because that very well could be what happened. God said, let there be light. And boom, big bang, there was light. But God created those things Mm -hmm. out of nothing, Mm -hmm. not out of something we can see. Mm -hmm. And I believe that he did that because faith is, is hard because we've grown so accustomed to seeing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, to use Ian's famous, uh, I don't know if it necessarily fits this example, but God is not a vending machine. You put in a quarter, you push the buttons in, a pop, candy bar, chips, whatever comes out. Mm-hmm. Cause and effect. We see right. the results of what we do. So often we're looking for those results, and when we don't see them, God, not am I not doing it right? What is, what am I not doing that I need to be doing? And you know, we didn't create the universe. We didn't say pull these particles together and let there be light. We didn't create us, but we trust that He created us. So we, with the same concept, we say. I'm not seeing the results, but I trust that you really are still there and working. That's hard. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we all struggle with at times. And sometimes we get to the point where 
you know, I don't know. I guess I don't, I can't explain how, <laughs> how do you explain to someone how you have faith? <laughs> you know what I mean? How do you explain that to someone? Because I can't explain it to myself. Right. How do you explain water boiling? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you turn you turn the knob on the stove to high. You sure. put the pot of water on there and you just wait until it starts boiling. And sure, we could even go even deeper and say, you know, the molecules start bouncing off one another and that produces heat, which produces the bubbles of it. What how do the molecules bounce off one another? <laughs> Why do they bounce off one another? Mm. What's what's the heat got to do with it? You know, we could we could take this to a level we can't explain. Right. And I often use the the car analogy. That I say to people in church, if you were you got here today and you didn't walk, then you showed faith. Because you believe that if I turn the key or now push the button, that things are the car is just going to run and you're going to get here. Well, that's faith. Mm-hmm. That really is faith. So that's a simple way of saying it. But how do you explain to someone that? And I'm not. I'm not always good at this. I, I there are times when I fall apart. Like I think I said it. One time there's something, something happens with my house and I'm like a blob of gel. Like, okay, uh, what's, what was me, you know, but sickness can come upon me and I believe it's going to be gone and then it goes away. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. So it's not like it's easy all the time either. Not for some people, it may be, mm-hmm. but how do you explain to someone that you got to that point? You can't really put it in words because faith is the things that are unseen. Mm-hmm. So I guess the simplest way that I can put it out there is, and I, I hesitate to use the word because it, it just seems so cliche, but it's trust in God, mm-hmm. believing in God. And that comes... Well, the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So does faith come by hearing the Bible read? Does faith come by a sermon in church? Yes. Does faith come by watching a movie about Jesus? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the word of God is more than just the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Jesus. He is the word. Mm-hmm. John chapter 1 tells us. Mm-hmm. So when we study and we focus, and I think that may be part of where part of what we need is to, to really, really focus on Jesus. But we've got to be careful not to say, when it, we don't see the results, not to say, oh, I didn't focus enough. Am I not? We've got to get I out of there. You know what I mean? And that's hard to do because we've lived our lives so long with I being a part of it. But God wants us to die to self and live for Christ. Mm -hmm. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Mm -hmm. So 
Again, how do you explain that to someone who's struggling with that? I don't know. But God will bring you to that position. I know that because he did for me. Mm-hmm. And I know I got more to go. Mm-hmm. And I ask him all the time to keep me in faith that I don't out. Because, you know, I've read the Bible and I mean, the people are falling away. And, you know, in the last days that many will be lovers of themselves and lovers of money and chase after false doctrines and they'll fall away from the faith. And I don't want to mm-hmm. keep me in the faith, Lord. So, mm-hmm. again, it's putting your trust in him to give you the faith. I, I don't know how to say it other than he will do it, but be persistent. Yeah. You know, like I was telling you before we started recording, Chad, that you're persistent. And you continue in that persistence. You'll continue to grow in your faith and see results. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said. You know, I think that everybody is at their own place on this marathon race yeah you know <clears throat> excuse me um each one of us are in our own place and you know um when you think about the bible um in in the word of god let's face it why do we go to church every sunday why do we say that jesus christ is our savior why do we say that we believe in god you know, um, you know, different people may have different reasons, but the bottom line is, is that we believe in something that we've never seen. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, no, nobody has seen Jesus unless they've had an encounter with him in some way. And some people have very, very few, but some people have. But um, when you think about it, you know, you and I, you, we've never seen Jesus. So we're believing in something that we've never seen we've never seen god we've never seen jesus now we we could say over the years that you know we've seen things that are unmistakable to us that you know convinced us and that sort of thing and you know uh there's a lot of promises written in the book you know and where i think the the struggle comes for a lot of christians who've um, been Christian for any amount of time is, you know, you believe that Jesus is your savior and you believe that, you know, God exists and all those basic things. But when you're standing on promises that are written and you're struggling through that, you know, whether that be a financial issue, a relationship issue, a health issue, there are promises and there are kingdom principles written in that book. And when you, um, you know, take the time and effort to read what's written in the word and put it into practice and pray the, the prayer of faith and belief and stand on it. And then when you still struggle, then that's where the, let's call it the veteran Christian or the seasoned Christian who's been on this walk for a while, that's where we can follow stray if we're not careful and that's to your point of persistence but the other aspect of it too when you think about it is some i'm going to use another andrew womackism and he said 
you know, Andrew will just look right at you on that camera and say, you're carnal. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I laugh and I always chuckle when he does it, but he, he says, I love you, but you're carnal. He said, you're looking at things through your natural eyes instead yeah. of looking at things through faith, you know, and he'll tell stories about, you know, um, he's gone through bad situations financially or, you know, uh, or through health issues. And he said, I've, I stayed awake all night and I pushed that Bible around with my nose, crawling on all fours on the floor, pushing that Bible around with my nose. And, and, you know, uh, and I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but that's what he says. And, 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 um, you know, his place on the marathon race is a lot different than where I am. I can't see him from where I'm at other than when I watch him on YouTube. But, uh, you know, one, t one thing that Robert said, and um, I don't know that he ever said it on here, but he told me one time um, not too long ago that he, he said he felt like he had a heart attack of the faith. Hmm. And um, I thought... I looked and I looked at him when he said that, and I thought, "Oh my golly, you know, I, I've you know Robert and I we go back since we were little kids, and I've known um, you know his walk with the Lord and and everything, and this was recent, fairly recent, and he said he had a heart attack of the faith where he literally had to he had to get up and walk around his house and walk laps around his house and 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 just." profess the word over himself in his house and he said he felt that the enemy was had had struck him and he was in despair over a situation so much that he felt like he had a spiritual heart attack where he just he completely questioned his faith at a very basic level because he just felt like he he didn't have any faith in him in that moment in that situation and I thought, wow, if a guy like Robert can experience that, man, like we're all going to have to be diligent and make sure that that foundation stone stays pretty stable. Right. You, you know, because Robert's pretty stout in his faith. I mean, you know, him and God go back a ways. Uh, they've been through a lot together, you know, God delivered him in a major way and, yeah. you know, has taught him and, gifted him in a very special way as a pastor, you know, um, but Hey, it can happen. And you know, the enemy that, you know, uh, lie, steal and destroy, uh, steal, you know, whatever that Christian term is, those three things, but steal, steal, uh, steal, kill and destroy. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. It's yeah. been a long week. <laughs> sure. It's been a long week for both of us. I mean, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, hey, you know, in 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 the longer that you do this, and and you know, especially when you're a, a pastor or something like that, man, they they set traps for you. Mm -hmm. And and you know, even the most seasoned uh, pastor or you know whatever whatever your role in the church is. They'll set the enemy is an awesome trap setter and a liar. And he's got every mirror and he's got all the smoke, you know, and he's great at it, um, you know, making lies sound good and making you feel bad about yourself. And, 
making you feel that, you know, God's never going to answer your prayers and, and all these sorts of things. So we just, we really, you know, back to your point of persistence, we do have to stay persistent. You know, we can't yeah. get mad at God because uh, he's God. You know, you can get mad at God all you want, but, you know, God doesn't create the problems. And, uh, you know, God has his his reasons for doing everything that he does. And there are a lot of things that we don't know about ourselves. Um, you know, there, we have a lot of things about ourselves that we, we aren't truthful and honest with about ourselves. Right. And whether that's a coping mechanism or just, you know, us not really wanting to look in the mirror at ourselves and, and, and all sorts of things. But, you know, really God knows us and, and he knows that perfect picture of us in the mirror. I mean, he, he's, he knows every square inch of us, mm -hmm. you know, physically, um, mentally, spiritually. Um, you know, so that's a difference too. Uh, you know, when we struggle in the faith and we really question God and, and what he's doing, well, you know, maybe we ought to turn that around a little bit. And instead of kind of being frustrated with God, um, maybe we could ask God, maybe that's a real good time when we feel that way, where we can stop and say, well, God, evidently I need to learn more about myself. Mm -hmm. And now would be an awesome time for you to sit down with me and walk or walk with me and explain to me what's going on here. Yeah. And so a lot of it, you know, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know, it's written in the scripture to take all thoughts captive to the Lord. And okay. So part of it is that, so when we find ourselves frustrated with God or frustrated about our situation and we feel like God's not really, you know, responding to us in our situation that we find ourselves in. And we've all been there. You know, that's when we need to start really taking our thoughts captive to the Lord um, and saying, you know, listen, here's where I'm at. Obviously, the problem is not with you. You're God. Right. Obviously, the problem is somewhere on my side of the, of the volleyball net. Okay, so let's sit down and, and, you know, teach me something here, God. I need you to teach me about me. How can I get closer to you? What, what am I, you know, what piece of this puzzle am I missing for this situation? Because God's word is true. Everything that he wrote in that book is true. And if he promises something, his will is for him to give it to us whatever it is, yeah. there's, there's timing Absolutely. things involved. There's other people involved. It's not always just real cut and dry, but you can take it to the bank. If it's in the book, it's his will to do whatever he said it is that, that it is to do. But there are also, this is a thing that, you know, I've studied and learned recently too, is that there are spiritual laws that he will not and cannot break because he's holy. And that means that he cannot go against his word. He cannot go against himself. So he, you could be absolutely in the right, you know, standing on something, speaking the word over yourself in a situation that he's made a promise. But you may be missing a piece of the puzzle in yourself. 
somehow, some way, whatever it is, we all have our stuff. Right. And he will not break, <clears throat> he will not break his own spiritual law right. for you. Is he he loves you immeasurably, you know, and, and the amount of um God uh, this was written uh to me recently within the last couple of days where it said, you know, it, it was said that God is so much more aggressive in his love and desire to give you blessings than anything that the enemy could ever do to trip you up mm. or or to destroy you or bring you down. That's so true, but he will not break a a spiritual law. He cannot and will not break a spiritual law for you no matter how much he loves you. Right. So that's the part where, you know, when you feel like you're not receiving and, you know, that's happened to me four times at least probably today or, you know, at least for the first half of the week uh, where I felt like, you know, geez, you know, I'm standing on these words. I'm standing, you know, speaking these words. They're written in the book. I know it's his will, but there's some kind of misfire, miscommunication. And in a couple instances, I've gone to God and said, God, what is the story here? What is going on? And there was one specific thing where I felt like he responded to me and he said, um, well, I'll just put it out there. Let's just be real vulnerable here and I'll put it out there because I'm really interested for other people to, to do this for themselves, okay. for their benefit. Okay, so I've been studying uh, healing, as you have, you and everybody else knows. I'm, a, I'm God's biggest pain in His hind end for for hounding Him to death for for anything He'll give me on healing, knowledge, or you know, to allow me to be a vessel for His healing ministries, whatever. And so, you know, um, you know, I'm getting over COVID. You know, Phil knows this. I, I've been suffering with COVID now for several days. I wasn't able to fill in for Phil when he was gone. Um, my wife had to fill in for me, who I was supposed to fill in for Phil, so she had to fill in for me because I was out sick. To say that I was disappointed was quite the understatement. So I took it to God and said, God, you know, what's what what am I missing here? You know, I mean, I sat there and told him all the things that I was doing and had done and all the things I'd studied and all these things. And I said, what what's the missing piece of this puzzle, God? Where am I going wrong? He said, Chad, you've been approaching me all these years for healing on the basis of fear. You have a fear of disease. You have a fear of illnesses, <clears throat> taking other people out, taking your family members out, taking, uh, you know, your friends out, um, taking your, yourself out. And I can give you a lot of examples. Um, you know, and, and we all have examples. There were two 18 year old girls over the course of years in our church that, that died of cancer. There's, that shouldn't have happened. And I'm not pointing a finger at any one of us in our church. We all did everything that we knew to do. And we prayed and had prayer services, um, you know, all, all these things. But I just know in my heart, there's no reason for 18-year-old uh, girls is, who are part of our church 
to have passed away by, of, of cancer or anything else, but especially a, 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 a disease like cancer. And I, I keep going to God, why, why? Teach me, let, let, God, we've got to build up our congregation to the point where we, we know how to operate in your word and operate in, in coordination with you that we can we can get past these things and and stop these things in the future and all that. And um, another one too that probably hardly anyone knows about is a man that I really looked up to in the business world in 2017 was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. And this man was highly successful. He was an attorney, probably the best attorney in construction law maybe in the country, but probably in the state of Ohio for sure. Uh, he had a super reputation, um, just a great guy, um, and diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. And, you know, the enemy used an open door on me that I had opened in 2017 when I found that out to bring about a crushing fear in me about that. And uh, it's every single day of my life since that happened in 2017, the enemy has been hounding me and barking in my ear about it. And, and, and I've been going to God with this ever since. And, you know, because back then in 2017, my walk with God wasn't quite what it is now. I mean, you know, I, I, I prayed and all those sorts of things, but it, it, my relationship with God has grown tremendously since then. But that fear is still deep inside of me. I haven't been able to overcome it. And so God brought that to the forefront. He said, Chad, he said, you can't come to me from a position of fear. And you know, and you and I, Phil, talked about this off offline before we started recording, because faith and fear are polar opposites. We can't be in faith if we are paralyzed in fear. And so, um, God was very powerful in, in telling me that this week. He said, "Chad, he said you have to change your heart and your focus." In this, he said, you have to stand in a position of faith and believe in me and not be focused and not give disease more power in your heart and mind than you give me. Right. You know, and and that's very powerful. But. You know, it goes back to, we can do all the things that the Bible says, and, and we can pray the way that the Bible says to pray and all those things. But if we're coming at it from a position that we are giving God the position of, I'm going to call it second fiddle, and people who might be musicians in the band will know what that means. Yeah. But God, God can't play second fiddle. <clears throat> right. God's got to play lead. Okay, let's put this in band terms. You know, like you know, God's not in the back playing rhythm guitar. You know, 
like God's going to be playing the lead solo, you know? And, and so that's a, that might be a really strange way to say it, but we got to put God first and we have to be in a position and we got to understand that we are members of his kingdom. We, we are part of his family and we have overcome because of Christ's death. We have overcome the power of darkness. Therefore, we can't let anything of darkness consume us, which is exactly what I've been doing since 2017. And before that, in different ways, you know, I've been, I've been dealing with a chronic illness since 2016. That has consumed me. That has, has been at the forefront of my thoughts every day since 2016. And again, what does that mean? That means that as much as I seek God, I'm seeking him. I'm not standing with him. There's a, and, and it's hard to put into words the difference, but there is a difference. And I think my next, God wants me to understand that I've got to be standing there with him standing in a position of his power and knowing who I am in his kingdom to be able to use the power and authority that he has through Jesus's sacrifice rather than, rather than the chasing to be constantly chasing him. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. Let me give you an example. Something here <clears> that just came. Two two things came to mind while you were talking. The first is well, I'm going to do the second one first. So, if we want to boil an egg, what do we do? We put water in a pan and we put the egg in and we wait fifteen minutes, and we have a hard boiled egg. An egg started out soft and now it becomes hard. Mm-hmm. If we want soft carrots what do we do we take hard carrots we put it in that same boiling water and it comes out soft mm-hmm. right right so the same water that boils that egg and makes it hard makes those carrots soft mm-hmm. the same sun that hardens the clay will make wax melt mm-hmm. okay yep. so those are two things that we have no control over we don't mm-hmm. make water. We we just we get it from our faucet or a jug or whatever. We didn't create water. Right. God created water. Right. So we need his creation. We need his input. We need him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can't take a bottle of water, a pan, and an egg and set it on my stove and say, God, make me a boiled egg. Right. I have to do my part. Right. Okay. Yeah. But as you said, it starts with him. Mm-hmm. him as the creator of the water and the egg for that matter and the carrots to put it all together but it's got to start with him but we have to do our part we can't just as you said keep chasing mm-hmm. we have to stand with him and there's a place in the bible where um, the apostle Paul says therefore stand with the armor of God, with the belt of truth around your waist, with the shoes of the gospel of peace, with the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, 
a shield of faith and a sword of the spirit. You stand with those things mm-hmm. with God. Um, I actually did this this past couple of days. I was in Florida, and <laughs> there was one area we went to Disney World one day. There was one area, and I'm not going to say what it was because I don't want to freak people out. I didn't want to be in that area because there was something not good in that area. So I said, God, I'm standing in the promise of protection. You know, I didn't go around and start trying to fight all these demons off. I said, God, I feel it. I don't like it. I know it's here. I'm standing in your protection. And I walked Mm -hmm. away from that place. Mm -hmm. So putting it on God to make it happen. Does that make sense? Yep. So the other part that I wanted to bring up is there's two things. There's there's discipleship without grace, and then there's grace without discipleship. And and they're polar opposites of one another, and we got to be careful not to fall into either one of those. So um, the first one, grace without discipleship, I, I actually almost fell into this trap once. You know, that God will take care of everything. You just got to be. Let him take care of everything. His grace is sufficient for you. No, that's not what God said. He did tell Paul in Second Corinthians, Corinthians chapter twelve, verse nine, "My grace is sufficient for you." And when Paul had a thorn in his side, and in that chat, I think is kind of what you're experiencing is a thorn in the side. And God says, "My grace is sufficient for you." There's a reason Paul struggled. There's a reason you're struggling. But we'll come back to that. But anyway, so that's very dangerous to just say grace without discipleship. You, you, it is important to become. A better person. It's important to put yourself in that boiling water so that you can harden or soften depending on what you need to do, is what I'm getting at. Mm. The, the discipleship is important. And then, but at the same time, you cannot beat yourself up and say, I have got to be better. I have got to do this. I have got to step up. I have got to stop doing whatever without grace. Grace says, I know you can't do it on your own. That's why I gave you grace. I know you're struggling. That's why you have grace. I know that you want to be better, but use my grace. Because if you don't, you're just going to beat yourself up and make yourself into a mess. So grace with faith is so important. You know, faith is, we can talk about faith till we think we finally understand what it is. But if we don't talk about grace with faith, and, and grace being God's power, his love, his connection, his authority, his being in our lives to get us to where he wants us to be. Because we can't get anywhere without his grace. We can have all the faith in the world. But unless we fall into his grace, we're not going to get very far. Sure, we can be very faithful. But man, that grace is what they work together like fire and smoke. You don't have one without the other. And that's why Ephesians, when Paul saw that people were trying to to get closer to to God, to closer to Christ through doing good works, he says, For it is by grace you are saved through faith, and this not of yourselves. It is a gift of God so that no one can boast. That we are created for God by God's workmanship. We are created to do good works. But he is the start. He is the, the water that boils the egg. He is the sun that melts the, 
the wax. He's the sun that melts, that hardens the clay. He's the water that softens the carrots. That's his grace. So we really need to understand grace both in trying to overcome, but at the same time, not to let grace be the only thing that makes us overcome. Does that make sense? Mm. And it all goes back to God. And then if I can just say one more thing about what you said, <clears throat> I don't remember where I saw this or heard this, but there was a cocoon. And this person was struggling. He was struggling with, oh, I know what it was. It was on the television show Lost. You remember that show from back in 2004 or something, I think it was, maybe earlier, um, on ABC. This guy was struggling with heroin addiction. And they and the guy's trying another guy's trying to help him turned out to be a bad guy but before he was a bad guy anyway there was a cocoon and you could see a moth just struggling to come out and the guy says i can take my knife and i can cut that cocoon open and let that moth come out but it wouldn't be any good for him he said that struggle that pushing back and forth against that um chrysalis or whatever a cocoon i guess it is Butterfly would be chrysalis. All the pushing back and forth against that is developing this this butterfly's wings. Mm. And if that struggle isn't there, that butterfly will die. It won't be able to fly. Mm. But because of that struggle and it breaks out, I can't help it and force it. God could. He could just say, boom, Chad, you're done. Stop struggling. Here it is. Mm. But you wouldn't have the strength. You wouldn't know his grace better. You wouldn't know, have the, the faith that you're developing mm -hmm. and, and anyone that you're going, whatever you're going through. And because this, this is what God told me when I, you know, years ago when I was really, really, really struggling, I was at the rock bottom and I didn't understand. I was crying out to God, why? And he, he told me, I want you to struggle because I love you. Mm -hmm. Now, does that make sense to anyone? I want you to struggle because I love you. Yes, because that struggle made me stronger. That I can stand now when the enemy comes against me. And they were coming against me the last couple of days. But I stood knowing that my God was fighting for me. I didn't run out in fear believe <laughs> me i was afraid at times i like there's something really evil around here and i could have just run away from it but i stood knowing and trusting and you don't get to that point overnight get to that point through struggle that's why james said in james chapter one consider it pure joy my friends in, in all kinds of trials because it and then paul said elsewhere that you know um, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but basically he went through the steps. This produces this, this produces this, and basically he produces perseverance, which produces, which builds up our faith. Our struggles build up our faith. So back to what you were saying about, you know, God can't go against what he says. You're right. Well, he could, but he won't. You know, because there's nothing that God can't do but he won't end that struggle if he knows it's going to make you better. But if he knows that you're getting to the point where you're going to tip over, he'll end that struggle. 
I mean, the Bible tells us that for the sake of the elect, these days are cut short at the end times. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Because he knows that if not, he didn't cut those days short, no one would be able to live. And who knows what's coming. But at the same time, you know, he told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm going to let you struggle with this thorn in your side. I'm going to make you better. So that's the beauty of God. He's, he hardens the egg, softens the carrots, melts the wax and hardens. Hmm. Yeah, Kathy talks a lot about. She uses the analogy of a of a man who every day God tells tells the man to go out and push this huge boulder. Yeah, and he never moves it, ever. But the man goes out every day and pushes that boulder, and just pushes and strains against his boulder, and it never moves an inch. But by the time it was, you know. When it was done, the man was just incredibly fit and in awesome shape, you know. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and, and that was the whole purpose of it. It wasn't to move the boulder. It right. was just to get, get him in awesome shape to do whatever, you know, his purpose was. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that's a very good point because... You said something, you, you said that you've been approaching God with fear. And we know that faith pushes out fear, and fear can push faith out. But you now know, and I, I guess you, you said that God revealed that to you, right? Yeah. So now you know. So now you know what to work on. And I guess I'm saying this for others who are struggling like this. Once you know... And you will know. Trust that you will know. That goes back to what we started talking about, the faith. And I know it's a struggle, but you will know. And once you know, keep taking it to God. Keep pushing that boulder. If you don't see results, keep pushing it anyway. And keep being persistent until he either tells you, do this instead, or... Until you see the breakthrough you've been desiring to see. But ask God what it is. Because my, my dad used to say, in, in, in ways he was right and in ways I wish he wouldn't have been like this, but he would say, I'll never give you advice unless you ask for it. And there's times where I wish he would have given me advice and it could have saved me some trouble. But at the same time, it was beautiful that he never me because he made me ask myself what can i ask that he wants to tell me mm -hmm. and when i did ask him and he was very quick to give advice when i asked him god is like that he knows what's best for you and at times he will try to reveal that to you whether you hear it and accept it is one thing that's for another time but when you ask him, he will provide. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're struggling with will help you. This, to know it. Coming. Yeah. Yep. He, he's good like that. Yeah, for sure. And you know, there's kingdom principles too involved, such as sowing and reaping. 
and we won't go off. We, we won't, we, we won't do a, do a marathon session tonight and, and talk yeah. about all these things, but <laughs> you know, there, I think it's important that we have to, we really have to cooperate with him and operate in his kingdom principles, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. And, and so there are different avenues and different aspects and things like that. But, you know, I think it's important for people to realize that, you know, this, this Christian walk isn't easy, but the alternative is way worse. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, it, I mean, as, as frustrated as we can get sometimes at the way that the speed of things is or isn't happening in our lives with, with God and with prayers and all that sort of thing. You know, it's like you really have to look at, well, what's the alternative? You know, you know can... you're right, because it's not easy. But the people who do walk with God, no matter what their situation. And, and that's because, and I'm talking worldly here, no matter what their worldly situation is, financial, social, whatever it is. It could be the worst or the best. If they're walking with God, they're happier than someone who may look like the society may say is very successful, but they're not happier because that's really what matters. Yeah. You're right. It's not always easy, but it is always worth it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, we've been going for 40 minutes now. And uh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't mention Robert. Yeah, Robert. Uh, well, here's what we, happened. We mentioned we, Rob. We mentioned Robert, but we didn't explain why right. he's missing. So we recorded for this show um, well in advance this past time because I was going to be out of town because uh, my own doing. I had disconnected my microphone and didn't realize it. So you hear Chad and Robert talking, and you see, but you never hear anything come out of my mouth. These guys will respond to me, but nobody knows what I said. So we had to re-record, and we had to do it on the night that Robert wasn't available, unfortunately. But he will be back next week. We've already confirmed. Yeah. It looks like we're all three going to be here next week. Yep. Yeah. We did miss him. For sure, and and I think Robert could have added a lot of insight here tonight, but yeah, I think we covered it well, and and um, I think it was a good topic, and I've, I hopefully my my hope and prayer for people coming from this is number one that they think about what all was said, but number two, be vulnerable uh, with yourself to God, and and you know if you're if you're not receiving what you feel like is promised in the word just be vulnerable with him and ask him why absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely he will tell mm -hmm. and if you say you don't hear from him that's not true but we'll talk about that another time that's right all right everybody chad it was great talking to you tonight i hope you're feeling better yeah likewise you too go get some rest man i'm going to <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.